Hello, everyone. This is Delisha Artis, and I am your host of the Wealthy Crown podcast. The Wealthy Crown is where we empower believers to become better financial stewards by applying both godly wisdom as well as practical money strategies. So get ready to position yourself for financial breakthrough and abundance by the supernatural power of God. And may your hand never lack what's in your heart to do for the kingdom of God. Hey, my family, welcome back to this week's episode of the Wealthy Crown Podcast. So excited to have you back this week. Listen, on this episode, we're going to talk about something that is a little sensitive, but I know that the Holy Spirit and he sent confirmation that this is something that he wants me to address on this platform. So I believe on today um, through transparency and obedience Uh, That light and revelation and insight and the truth of God's word will uh, just penetrate your heart and your mind and that it will uncover any work or scheme or plan of the enemy that um, is operating in your life as well as has operated in my life as well. And so as you can see from this week's episode, we are talking about overcoming the fear of an empty bank account. Again, overcoming the fear of an empty bank account. And um, this is something that really came to me very frequently within the last week um, in talking with current clients, potential clients. I kept hearing the same sentiment that I avoid paying my bills or paying the things that I owe even when I have the money because I get overwhelmed. It causes me to freeze because I realize in that moment, I'm not going to have any money left over, right? Like I really don't, I look at the bill, I have the money, but something stops me from actually going to pay the bill, you know, set up the payment arrangement or what may have you. So initially when I begin to hear this, obviously I'm like, okay, Holy Spirit, I begin to pray and I begin to ask the Holy Spirit, show me me in this. Because the beautiful thing about what we do here at the Wealthy Crown is that I have um, taken part of the revelation, the anointing and the grace um, that rests upon this ministry. I'm the first partaker of it. So I've gone through the journey. And so I know obviously the mindset of deletion today is not the mindset that I had a year ago or five years ago. So I begin to pray because initially I'm like, "Mm, that doesn't line up. What would stop a person from doing that? And I knew within myself that at one point in time in my journey, I had to have deal with that type of mindset. And then also, how did I overcome it? And so that's what we're going to talk about on today. And so he began to show me, he did. He showed me an exact moment in my life when I had this, this same mindset. And so one thing before I get into that, that the Holy Spirit revealed to my heart, because I'm like, why would we do this? What would cause us to do this? And so the Holy Spirit said to me, he said, Delisha, anything that you have to lie, cheat, avoid, or compromise your moral integrity to keep and do has become a God in your life. Again, anything he said that you are afraid to lose or do without and will do anything to keep has become your God. And I was like, wow, wow. And as he began to show me in my personal situation, I understood what he was saying because there was a time where I too had this fear of, man, if I pay this, I'm not going to have any money left, right? I'm going to have an empty bank account. 
So instead of me doing what I know is the right thing to do, I don't do it. I hold back and I don't pay the bill. I don't pay what I owe. I don't pay the credit card. I keep the money. And so in the sense, it's giving me a sense of false security because in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, I have the money, so I'm going to be good. Not realizing that I am digging a deeper financial hole for myself that I'm later going to clean up, have to clean up. If I'm going to move forward into God's best for my financial future. And the Holy Spirit began to speak to me. He said, Delisha, it's a spirit of poverty. Now, again, of course, we're not calling anybody outright. We are believers, right? We love God. We serve God. We wouldn't outright, outright lie, cheat, steal, and avoid paying our bills. That's not something we're going to intentionally do. And the Bible talks about this. The Bible talks about, about us not giving any place to the enemy. And this is why we teach financial stewardship because bad financial stewardship, right? Not being organized um, and not being diligent when it comes to our finances. It's an open door for the enemy and for the spirit of poverty to come into our lives and to influence our mindset. And we know our mindset, the way that we think is the way that we're going to act. So a spirit of poverty will speak to you and say, hey, you're not going to have any money left. Don't pay it. And when you don't pay it, of course, that is really, in actuality, in reality, is perpetuating this cycle of paycheck to paycheck living. It's not helping you, but in the moment it makes you think that because you still have the money, that you're better off and that you're doing better. And ultimately, you are digging a hole, a financial hole for yourself. And I did the same, and I want to talk about that on today. But you're digging a hole that later on, you're going to have to clean up. You know, the Bible talks about that Satan, he blinds the minds so that the glorious light of God's gospel, of the gospel of Jesus Christ cannot be shown to those who do not believe. And that's what this does. This spirit of poverty, it blinds our minds, it influences us, and it makes us think that if we don't release the money, that we're going to be better off and that we're living in a place of abundance that we are not. We're actually digging a financial hole for ourselves that we are going to have to go back and clean up. And so as I stated previously, the Holy Spirit began to show me where I did this, where the spirit of poverty, where I began to allow money to become my God and begin to speak to me and influence my decisions that made me think that if I kept the money, that I was safe. We see in the world today that there are people who are in a place of abundance, increase. They have more than enough, but yet they are taking their lives. They're jumping from buildings. They're not happy. They're depressed. They're sad. And this is what we as believers have to be mindful of. This is why I believe the Bible instructs us. God instructs us, tithe, return to me to 10%. Give, sow, because he knows that money has the potential the spirit that rests upon money. The Bible talks about the spirit of mammon. Look at Matthew 6. It rests upon money and it makes you think and believe that if you hold on to me, if you don't let me go, that you're going to have a better life. You're going to be more secure. Nothing's going to ha happen to you because you have me and that's not true. And when we give and when we release it, that's when we really begin to use money as a tool as it is intended and not, not allow it to operate in our lives as a God. And so he began to show me a certain time along my journey where 
I was facing a situation where I think I had like a $400 student loan payment. And if I paid the student loan payment, I wasn't going to have any money left. And I was tired. I had just turned back, returned back to work after going through the separation. Um, yes, I was bringing in income. But, of course, I was going through a journey of cleaning up some of the bad financial decisions that I made previously. So things were tight. I didn't have the extra money. And so in that moment, I remember sitting in my car because during that season and time, and I still continue to do that, I went to my car on my lunch break to spend time with God. And it was in this time and along this journey that I remember sitting in the car. And I remember crying because I knew the decision I was getting ready to make. And I remember praying to God. And I remember thinking, what is going to happen when I don't make this payment? Are they going to come and take my daughter? Are they going to, you know, call my job, get me fired? Um, are they going to come and, you know, take my car? What is going to be the negative consequences for this decision to keep this money? And I remember crying, crying, crying because I knew the decision I was getting ready to make. And um, I had my Bible open on my lap. And I remember through my tear-stained eyes looking down. And when I looked down, my eyes immediately were drawn to the scripture. And the scripture said, Hey, Wealthy Crown family, listen. The Wealthy Crown team and I are excited to present and announce to you the Wealthy Crown Academy. The Wealthy Crown Academy is our eight-week financial boot camp for believers and kingdom entrepreneurs. Do you know that four out of seven individuals are financially illiterate? That simply means that most adults, like I did, lack the skill, knowledge, and understanding on how to properly manage their finances. Along my financial journey, I learned that the paycheck-to-paycheck -paycheck living cycle was not a sign that I didn't have enough money. It was simply a sign that I lacked the foundation of a basic financial education. Oddly enough, we are taught how to earn money in schools, but not really trained on how to manage what we make. So inside of the Wealthy Crown Academy, we teach financial literacy with a biblical foundation and practical application. You can expect to learn all things money mindset, money planning, saving, investing, debt elimination, and so much more. So if you're ready to gain control over your finances and eliminate the frustration of trying to figure everything out on your own, then the Wealthy Crown Academy is just for you. Now, to learn more and to apply, you can simply click the link in today's show notes or head over to thewealthycrown.com and click on the Wealthy Crown Academy. And the scripture said, if you look at it, you can find it. It's Psalms 118, 18. And it said, the Lord hath chastened me sore, but he hath not given me over unto death. And immediately I began to wail. Do you hear me? Wail. If anybody was out there in that parking lot at that time or riding by, they could hear me. Because in that moment, the Holy Spirit was speaking to my heart to let me know that, yes, there is some chastisement. There are some repercussions. There are some things that you're going to have to go through for the decision that you're making in this moment. But I'm not going to give you over to death. But I'm not going to 
And death here is not talking about you physically dying. Death is symbolic of a separation from the presence of God. And what he was saying, I'm not going to leave you in this journey. Yes, this is something that you're going to have to pay the consequences for. This is something that I do not agree with, is what the Holy Spirit was telling me. But I'm not going to leave you. Hallelujah. I'm not going to leave you in this mess. I'm going to help you. Some things you're going to have to do, you have to clean up. You have to deal with this decision later on. But I'm not going to leave you in this moment. And when he began to show me this, I began to just recall this moment. And he began to speak to me. He began to let me know and tell me what he wanted me to share as it relates to overcoming this fear of an empty bank account because that's what it was it was fear it was fear of me paying this something that i in fact owed and was responsible for that i would go without and that i wouldn't have enough and and again i'll stress this this is not coming from a place today's podcast is is not coming from a place of condemnation or making you feel bad say that out loud say no condemnation repeat it yes say it no condemnation. We are not making anyone feel bad, right? But we come and it's my hope and prayer. And I believe that the Holy Spirit, he's the one speaking to you on today. Although you hear my voice, you're hearing another voice speaking to you. And it's my prayer that as we release the truth of God, that we will speak to the plots and the schemes and the mindsets of the enemy that he's planted in our minds. And then when we release truth and light on today, that's going to cause transformation. That the blindness over your mind is going to be removed. And you're now going to see where you have and where I have given place to the enemy in my life. So again, we know this is not something we as believers are intentionally doing. We're not going to intentionally lie, cheat, steal, and avoid and not pay our bills. No, 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 no. That's not who we are. But I want to show you how the spirit of poverty and how if we make money our God in our lives, how it will cause us and influence us to make decisions that compromise our integrity and the nature and character of Christ that dwells in us rich, richly. It's not who we are. But again, when we allow the spirit of poverty into our life, it causes us to experience these things and to do things that ordinarily we wouldn't do because we're being influenced by a spirit that is not of God. So you may ask me, all right, I see, I hear what you're saying, Delisha. I see it in my life. I see what I'm doing. How do I break it? How do I overcome? I don't feel like I'm strong enough to do it. First of all, I have to give you the word of God. This is why we teach financial literacy with a biblical foundation. Now, not component. We don't sprinkle in the word. No, we stand on the word, right? First, the Bible declares that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. This is why we deal with a foundation of prayer and having a relationship. Philippians 2.13, a scripture that I meditated on and I continue to use it here today. And not only will God give us the will of his good pleasure, but he will give us the do, the ability to do it. The Holy Spirit is going to empower you. So I'm going to give you three things on today. How do I break this cycle? How do I combat and deal and overcome the spirit of fear when it looks like, okay, I freeze up when it's time to pay things because I know it's going to leave me with a negative bank account. 
The first way that you deal with it and that you overcome is obedience. Obedience. We obey the word of God. If you go to Psalms 37, 21, it says the wicked borrow and don't pay back. But those who do right give freely to others. Now, one thing that I talk about when we are working with our clients and teaching in the academy, I don't care if you don't have the money, right? Because you may be along your financial journey, maybe you're paying things off, but then something unexpected happened. Right. Maybe you lost your job or maybe something unexpected happened with your health or help of a loved one. And maybe you had to kind of pause on some of the things that, you know, that are outstanding. You just don't have the money right now. This is why. And that's OK. Right. Again, no condemnation. This is why we teach and we um, empower our clients. Write it down. Write down everything that you do. Oh, I don't care if you owe your mom and your daddy ten dollars or fifteen dollars or twenty dollars. I don't care if there's a little medical bill out there for $40. Write it down. It's about being intentional. I say that all the time. God blesses intentionality. Every time that I would write down a debt, even if I didn't have the money, that was me being transparent, but also letting God know, as soon as you increase me, these one, two, three, four, this is my plan to pay these things off. As I work the plan that I have in place. But what's not okay is if we have the money and then we do other things with it. We go on the trip. We go on the vacation. We go on, we take the money and do something else with it. Now that is not okay. Because although, and I've done that, I've had my, my, my time of joy and joy riding and having fun. I still had to come back to myself. I still had to come back to the reality of my situation. And to be honest, I got so fed up of having to come back because it's a cycle. That's what the spirit of poverty do. It puts you in a cycle, a living paycheck to paycheck. So I had to become so disgusted and so frustrated with coming back to that place of feeling that way. That yes, I had fun. Woo, woo, woo. I'm having fun. I'm out doing my things. But yeah, I'm coming back and I have to look at this mess. I have to look at these bills that are piling up. Right. So, again, this is why I tell you, be intentional, write those things down, even if you don't have the money. It's OK. Call, communicate. You may owe up five hundred dollars. I can only give you two hundred dollars. There's nothing they can do. I can only give you what I have. Right. But it's about being intentional. It's about being obedient and transparent. Right. And so the next thing, of course, nobody wants to have a zero bank account. I don't, and I'm not encouraging that. And as believers, we shouldn't have to deal with that, right? And this is why it leads me to my next point. This is the next thing. Yes, we operate in obedience. We be intentional. We pay what we owe, or we work out an arrangement plan that will help us be able to do so, right? But the next thing is we must, we must have a money plan. We have to have a money plan. See, in those moments when I allow fear and I would freeze up when it was time to pay something that was large or something that would leave me with little to nothing in my bank account, the reason why I would withhold the money because I felt like I was never going to get the money back again. Like this was all there is to my life and I'm never going to have the money again. But what caused me to overcome is because I had a written plan. 
because I had an intentional plan written down, I understood. That's when the light turned on in my mind and I no longer listened to that spirit of poverty that was keeping me in the cycle. I broke it because I understood this is a moment in time. Because I know over the next three months, I'm going to give $300 towards this outstanding bill that that's now $300 that I get back and I get to keep and I get to save it and I get to sew it and I get to give it and I get to do other things with it. But when you don't have a money plan in place, you think this is all there is. So you hold on to the money. And really what makes you think like you're holding on to just the money. No, you're holding on to the cycle of living paycheck to paycheck. Listen, there were times along my financial journey I was, as I was working to clean things up. I only had the $30, you know, that was in my gas cash envelope. And I only had the $80 that was in my food cash envelope in case we needed more gas or more food to make it to the next pay period. And in my bank account was either no money or money um, that I knew was getting ready to be drafted out because of a check that I had written. But you know what gave me peace in that moment? One, I was operating in obedience. I was paying what I owed. But also, I knew that I had a plan. And if I stay committed to the plan, if I work the plan, that I would never have to be in that place again. I would never have to have the fear of having an empty bank account. I would never have to go without and experience lack again because I was working a plan that would allow me to pay things off and pay things up. So I could have money left over so that I could take my daughter, I don't know, to go to a uh, get her a, a kid's meal or take her out or buy her a shirt. Those were the things I longed to do along my journey. But I didn't let the desire for the shirt or to have the money overcome the plan that I had put in place. Because we can do those things and divert from the plan. But guess what? There's going to be consequences for that. You're going to be back in that cycle again. You have to dig yourself out of a deeper and bigger hole. That's what that spirit of poverty does. It locks you in. It's like a chokehold when you keep making decisions like that. Yes, there were some weekends along my financial journey where I couldn't just get in my car in the summer, you know, June and July and just joyride around. I had to sit home. I had to sit home. That was a part of my process, but it helped me build up that discipline because I knew this is the last summer I had to sit home. Next summer, because I'm paying things out, because I'm paying what I owe, because I'm doing what God is calling me to do and he's empowering me and giving me favor to do these things, I'm never have to be in this place again. So that gave me the grace and the empowerment to know that there was freedom on the other side, that this was the last time that it was going to be the last time, right? So that's what helped me. One, being obedient to the word of God, paying what I owed. Not allowing the spirit of poverty to influence my decisions and to help me big, you know, dig a deeper financial hole. But also having a money plan in place. This is something that we teach inside of the Wealthy Crown Academy. We teach that because it's so important. This is how you get control of your finances. This is how you allow the money in your hands to be a tool and a resource and not your God. Which leads me into the last and final thing. Pay it quickly. One thing that I had to learn to overcome this mindset of the longer it stays in my bank account, the longer I can keep it. And the longer I don't have to deal with not having any money left over. No. On the days that I got paid, at that time my pay um, period cadence was the 15th and the last day of the month. I was up early on my payday. 
I would get up, spend time with God, spend time in prayer, and then I would immediately work my plan. I would have my money plan, whether on my phone, written down on a piece of paper, and I would start paying those bills one by one. What am I paying with this paycheck? Pay, 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 pay. My account was at zero before I even went to work. The only money I had in my bank account was the money that I needed for to fill up my cash envelopes for gas, food, and household, right? That was the only money left in my account. I paid it quickly. I did not give myself time for the old mindset to keep to kick in and to make me believe that the best decision was to hold on to the money. No, I got up early and I immediately, I paid everything. Pay, 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 pay. If I didn't do it early in the morning, on my lunch break, anything that I get, didn't get done, as soon as I started my lunch break, I paid it off. Before night fell, everything had been paid and I only had the money that I had in my cash envelope. And it gave me so much peace. Although it might not didn't feel good, I knew that this was the last time. And because I knew that I was doing this for a certain time period until I paid this off or eliminated that, I knew that I wasn't going to always be in the place. The money that I was paying out, eventually I was going to get to keep and really enjoy it and go on the vacation and buy the clothes and get my hair and nails done and come back to home in peace. Because there were times that I did those things, but when I got back, I didn't have no peace because I still had the outstanding bill looking at me. But this time, when I committed to the process and I paid it quickly, didn't give a chance for the old ways to sneak in and keep me in captivity and keep me in a place of poverty and the paycheck to paycheck living, living cycle. I broke it by the power of the Holy Spirit, by using wisdom. Don't trust yourself. Build up your confidence over time. But I couldn't trust myself with the money in my bank account because that gave me time to stop at Starbucks and stop and get me a biscuit in the morning. And, oh, I got paid today, so, you know, let me um, go out and eat with my coworkers. All the time, I'm spending bill money, money that I said I was going to do something else with. And so I got tired of that process. I got tired of doing it because I will be happy for a moment, but I'll be sad again. But this time I knew, oh man, I'm, I'm experiencing victory because I'm getting on the other side of this mountain. So those are the three things, you guys. Obedience to the word, paying what you owe, communicate if you don't have it all. What can they do? You're trying. God sees that. Having a plan in place so that you know and you understand one of my um, gurus that I followed at the time said, hey, I can walk through poop <laughs> if I can see the other side. That means I can walk through a messy situation if I can see some light at the end of the tunnel. If I know two months from now, three months from now, five months from now, or next year this time, I'm going to be in a different place. Oh, I can sacrifice. Oh, yes, I can pay this. Oh, yes, I could just work my plan and use my cash envelopes. And then also do it quickly. Don't wait. Move quickly. This is how you break that cycle. This is how you deal and overcome the fear of having an empty bank account. Listen, God did not give us a spirit of fear. When we hold on to the money, we think it's the money that's taking care of us and not God. We miss out on God being our provider. We miss, I cannot tell you the amount of times that I was on this journey paying things. God sees you. You got to know this. 
God sees you trying. He knew what I was up against. He knew what had gone on in my bloodline, but I decided to heed to the call of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to stand up and do something different. I don't know how I'm going to get out of this. I don't know, but I'm going to cry. I'm going to pray and I'm going to fast my way and read my, read the word through this. God helped me. And he did. Can't tell you the amount of times people came up and said, hey, you came to my spirit. I have these clothes here. Do you want it for me and for my daughter? Can I tell you the amount of times that people sold money into my life when I needed to buy pampers and, and, and milk for my daughter? I cannot tell you the amount of time that I've seen God come alongside me and show himself to be Jehovah Jireh. He, I let him be the God in my life, even in the midst of my bad decisions. He said, he promised me that day, I'm not going to leave you. Yes, you're going to have to come back and clean this stuff up. It's not going to feel good. Always looking at a negative or a zero bank account. Now, I'm going to be with you, baby girl. I see you trying. I'm going to favor you. I'm going to help you because I approve of you going on this journey. So that's my encouragement to you. This is how you overcome. This is how you identify that you're dealing with the spirit of fear when it relates to your, your finances. It's keeping you in a perpetual cycle of a poverty mindset. That's keeping you living paycheck to paycheck. That's money speaking to you as your God and is lying to you. But how you overcome are the three things that we talk about on today. Listen, I love you guys. We teach these things. We empower believers and kingdom entrepreneurs in the Wealthy Crown Academy. Doors are going to open this July. If you feel the leading of God, go ahead. Click in the um, show notes of today's um, episode. You can get on the list. If you're interested in learning more about the Wealthy Crown Academy, but this is how you overcome. This is how you win, you guys. I love you, and we look forward to speaking with you all again next week. All right. Bye-bye.